This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. Breaking news, a shooting at Love Field Airport right here in Dallas, Texas, and Obama endorses Hillary. We will tell you about that. And minimum wage increases in Oregon uh, didn't work. And now the same person, uh, lawmaker that pushed for it, is now saying we should have did something differently. I'm Lawrence Jones in for Jay Severin. This is the Blaze Radio. It starts right now. Hello, welcome to the program. I'm Lawrence Jones in for Jay Severin right here on the Blaze Radio. I can't thank you enough for uh, tuning in to this broadcast. Uh, we always appreciate our listeners. We want to get to your calls today. Um, you can give us a call at 888-900-3393. That's 888-900-3393. Um, if you're with us right now, you may have heard that there is a little bit of breaking news Um here in Dallas, Texas, um, it is being covered by Fox, CNN, and other national news outlets. Apparently, there was a domestic dispute um, at Dallas Love Field Airport. That is about 20 minutes away from the studio right here in Dallas, Texas. Um, and um, po- apparently, this was an officer-involved shooting. Uh, ap- apparently, there was a scuffle, uh, a domestic dispute. Officers um, fired shots, and the suspect is now uh, in the hospital in critical condition. We'll give you uh, more uh, reporting as we get them. Again, this is breaking news right here out of Dallas, Texas. An officer involved shooting at Dallas Lovefield Airport. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll make sure to give you more of that breaking news. Just to get to... This uh, presidential race, uh, Obama has finally endorsed Hillary Clinton. And what we're seeing now is that despite Bernie Sanders uh, refusing to get out of the race as a matter of principle to his supporters, now the establishment, the party leadership, Barack Obama to Vice President Joe Biden and others are putting pressure on him not only to get out, but to unify behind Hillary Clinton. And I feel like we just got ourselves a fight. Meanwhile, everybody is talking about the Republican fight, whether you like Donald Trump or not. The party has selected their nominee. And everybody in the mainstream media is more concerned about what's happening on the Republican side when you have a presumptive nominee on the Democrat side and uh 
her opponent, Bernie Sanders, refuses to get out because he feels like he's been treated unfairly. And, of course, the media refuses to cover it. We got ourselves a show, people, because Donald uh, Bernie Sanders, like uh, uh, other candidates, are saying that they're going to go straight to the convention floor. But, of course, he follows it by saying, I plan on uniting the party. Now, you have President Obama who called Bernie Sanders, you know, using the bully pulpit of the president, I'll invite you to the White House, and met with Bernie Sanders, and Bernie Sanders is still not getting out of the race. Of course, Obama goes to identity politics because what else does he know? He was quoted by saying, it's time to create a historical moment. And he issued a tribute uh, with his endorsement video that was recorded three days ago with his support of Hillary. And you got John Kerry saying, everyone should take pride in Hillary's win. Because it's not about, I guess, the issues or where the candidate stands or uh, the, the fact that she has emails that were uh, classified that people got, that terrorists got, not to mention other scandals when it comes to Benghazi. We should all be proud here in America because she is a woman. Now, I don't want people to think that I am sexist because there has been uh, fine leaders that are women, but I'm sorry. Being woman is not enough to be the leader of the free world. And Mrs. Clinton has some explaining to do. Meanwhile, you got people uh, (laughs) in the Green Party. Jill Stein, the nominee, says Clinton policy are offensive to the concept of feminism. She has a point. She has a point. But yet, the press won't pick this up. Joe Biden joins the list of people and said, hey, let's just give Bernie some time. Meanwhile, he's in the middle of a speech, and he goes right after Donald Trump. Now, I I said time and time again, I've been very critical of the nominee, Donald Trump. There are a lot of things that I don't agree with. I've invited him on, and he's welcome to come on, whether it's radio or TV, to discuss uh, his policies and proposal. uh, I I would love to have a great, uh, productive debate about the issues that we're facing as a country. But I must say, at least our party has a unified behind our nominee. I still have some questions for Donald Trump. But the fact that we have a corrupt career politician that continues to lie to the American people is concerning to me. And what I'm even more concerned about is the fact that we have an ongoing investigation about what she did with classified emails And now we have the president who appoints the attorney general who all these bureaucratic uh, justice officials answer to now report to the president who just endorsed Hillary Clinton. Now, you tell me what the hell they're going to do when these uh, justice officials find out 
that what she did was a danger and, by the way, was illegal. Are they going to check with the president first? What we're seeing is what uh, created the rise of Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders is that American uh, all over this country are, are, are afraid and tired of the corruption with politicians that the wealthy and the powerful continue to get away scot-free even though they've done things that are just criminal. And somebody needs to come before the American people and explain how this Justice Administration is going to be unbiased. We need to know. How are they going to be unbiased when the president just endorsed her? You think the president is actually going to allow her to be indicted after he endorsed her? That would be an embarrassment. What we have people here is a political cover-up in the making. And it's about time we start calling it for what it is. Where the hell is Congress? Will they protect Hillary Clinton, or will they stand? Where is the Senate? I'm asking the American people, who is going to stand up and call their representatives and request a hearing where Hillary Clinton has to come before Congress and explain some of the actions? Who is going to call on the DOJ, Loretta Lynch, to ask her some questions? Congress has that authority. Oh, and by the way, once the conclusion of this investigation is completed, what members of Congress is going to evaluate those findings of that investigation and ask tough questions? Because, like I said, all I see right now is a political cover-up in the making And once again, the Clintons get off free with no repercussions, no jail time. And Americans are put in danger. This is what I'm talking about. We have to do better. We got to hold these people accountable. And I am afraid. I am afraid that this is going to be Washington as usual. Biden, Elizabeth Warren, and I'm going to talk about that Elizabeth Warren because I guarantee you she's not as big a fan of Hillary Clinton and Hillary Clinton is not as big a fan as her as they pretend. She won't spend a day in jail. And the fact that she lied to our vet's parents after they honorably served and she told them that it was behind a video is enough evidence alone for her not to be commander in chief. Thanks for tuning in. We got more Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network.
The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website, powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-215-0465. That's 800-215-0465. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, welcome back to the program. Triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. Triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. Lawrence Jones in for Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. A little breaking news, uh, as I said in the first uh, segment. Uh, breaking news from Dallas Lovefield Airport. Apparently, there was an officer-involved shooting, um, a domestic violence situation where the suspect involved uh, is in critical condition and has been transported uh, to a nearby hospital. Um, All flights coming in have been diverted. Um, All security precautions are ongoing. Um, And so we ask for you to keep all those involved in prayer. We'll give you more developments as they come in. Also, Muhammad Ali's funeral is now underway. You can find live live coverage on many of the other stations. um, And we'll give you a Uh, More of that breaking news as it developed. Uh, Back to Hillary Clinton. Um, In a a series of emails, um, a report, this is, you can see this on CNN Politics, a series of emails about the CIA's drone program are among those being investigated by the FBI as a part of its probe into Hillary Clinton's use of her private email uh, server while she was Secretary of State. You got to be kidding me. You mean to tell me, uh, as a matter of conveniency, the Secretary of State, who has some of the highest, if not one of the highest, security clearances, use her emails to discuss drones? And, and 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 nobody has anything to say about it. Do you realize that in these emails they discuss targets? So much so that when Congress was identifying all these emails and sifting through them, even Congress, some of the congressmen that weren't in the intelligence community, weren't allowed to view the documents they were investigating because they didn't have the clearance. So you tell me. You tell me what should happen. It has been reported. It has been validated that some of these emails got into the wrong hands. I don't understand why this is even a discussion. Why are we revisiting this? She should be in jail. And you know, if this was an average day American, if this was just a regular official that was mishandling classified documents, they would be in jail. They would be punished. 
They would be like General Petraeus, who did things far, far less severe than this. But the question I have to ask our audience, is it still true that those with power get away with crimes? Those with political connections still get away with crimes? It must be. It must be because the president of the United States not only won't comment on it, but he endorsed her. And we wonder why there is a rise of Donald Trump. We wonder why the American people are so frustrated with business as usual. We wonder why, no matter how much people say Donald Trump is the wrong guy to be in office, people won't listen. Because the people are saying, and you can agree or disagree, it is my job not to tell you who to vote for, but to give you analysis fairly on all the candidates. And so I can tell you what I personally don't like about Donald Trump and all the rest of the candidates. But one thing we have to be honest about is that the people are feeling heard. How many people have always wanted to call Hillary Clinton a liar and crooked? Polls. I talked about this before. Polls said the one word that identifies Hillary Clinton is liar. We have this in analysis. If you look at Google searches, compared to Hillary Clinton, when you compare her name, what word pops up is liar. And Donald Trump is told that he's not being nice. He's not being presidential when he calls her a liar. Meanwhile, the American people are calling her a liar. And we wonder why we lose. We wonder why we can't connect with the people. Because even when the data supports it, we say, that's not presidential. That's not the right thing to do because that's a little nasty. But the people say otherwise. I want to get into some talks from Oregon. A dim lawmaker admits that they made a mistake after pushing for higher minimum wage in Oregon. Well, will you look at here? Oh, is it because all the fast food workers are being fired because they're replacing them with machines? Is it because job numbers are down? It the liberals know this. They we we told you that this was going to happen. People today are so entitled. They think they just deserve a job. They deserve the pay as everyone else. And I told you that those complaining about the jobs were going to be fired. We kept warning people, but it didn't stop the liberal press. But now the Dems won't just admit their mistake. They just say, oops, I made a mistake. And these mistakes cost Food being literally taken off the place of children because their families are out of a job. 
Who's going to answer for this? The liberal press is always saying the Republicans are taking food off the plates of children. The Republicans don't care about the poor. Meanwhile, policy that they pushed hurt kids and families, hurt single moms. And there is nothing to say, but I made a mistake. What difference does it make? We got more right here on the Blaze Radio. Lawrence Jones in for Jay Severin. Back in a moment. Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Lawrence Jones in for Jay Severin right here on the Blaze Radio Network. We're going to get to your calls in the next block. Um, we want to hear what you have to say about this Obama administration endorsing Hillary Clinton, despite her being a felon. She is a felon if they would charge her. Um, President Barack Obama and, and, and Lady Michelle Obama just can't get enough of being mama and daddy. I mean, they have two kids of their own. But they just consistently, them and their administration, love to be mom and daddy of America. And so now the Obama administration has this war on salt. After, you know, they're, 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 so, they're so quick to tell us the science behind stuff. Well, now scientists are saying that this is bad policy and bad science. And they have nothing to say about it. Are we getting closer to the nanny state? My guess, my next guest is Sherilyn LeBone. Um, and I want her to get into this story. She's an expert on this and has been following this story. Sherilyn, thanks for joining the program. Hey, Lawrence. Great to be with you. It's so funny that you said, are we getting to the nanny state? Lawrence, we're already there. Oh, Lord. They want to, they want to control not only what we do, what we eat, all aspects, seemingly all aspects, all aspects of our lives, which this administration has been moving towards the past seven and a half years. So now, you say what they released just last week, as you did a wonderful intro, thank you, that the FDA has released these voluntary, and I wish you could see me, you know, put in quotes, voluntary sodium reduction guidelines, right? And mm. but, but here's, here is what's so um, amazing about this administration. The science, Lawrence, is, is very, very clear here. You've got scientists who've been from, from the National Institute of Health. You've got cardiologists from the Cleveland Clinic. Contrary to what the science is saying, 
Regardless, now what the administration wants to do is recommend an across-the-board sodium reduction for everyone, across the board. Even though the scientists, now listeners, I want you to get this because it's important that this this is not a uh, you know a liberal media show. We call it for what it is. The Obama administration right. has been saying from the very beginning, "Obey the science, obey the science." Right. <laughs> right. Okay. And right. our friend Sherilyn, with her excellent reporting, has showed us what the scientists are saying, and right. the Obama administration so, are saying, "Don't obey the science, science, Sherilyn." So so here's what they've done. So they've completely disregarded peer-reviewed, let me say that again, okay. peer-reviewed research shows that low-salt low diets can lead to insulin resistance, congestive heart failure, cardiovascular events, iron deficiency, loss of, cognit- of cognition, low birth weight. And that this shows, the studies show that dangerous side effects from lowering sodium below 3,000 milligrams a day. So, Sherilyn, okay, let me ask you this question before you move to that next point. I need you to put that legal hat of yours on, okay? I need you to put that on for me, okay? Now, Uh okay, you just told me that the recommendation is you got to have a certain amount of sodium. If the government is at fault, right. Right. For death as a cause of, you know, because they're, they're limiting what people can intake. Are they liable? Well, hmm, that's a good question. But let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. I think, in my opinion, what the FDA is doing right here by, by telling people, let's lower the sodium below 3,000 milligrams a day, Essentially, Lawrence, what they're doing is offering medical advice. They're mm. offering medical advice contrary to what the research and science says. Mm. Now, that is it's very bad. I mean, first of all, the government does not want to be in the business of giving out across-the-board medical advice to a population. It says basically what they're saying, Lawrence, is one size fits all. And mm. you know... You know, particularly when it comes to med, right, that's dangerous. When it comes to medical advice, all of us are different. We all have different bodies. We all have different medical issues. To say, okay, cross the board, let's reduce our sodium intake, then it's not going to be good for all populations in all parts of the country on any given day. So here's another thing. You've got um, Dr. Michael Alderman editor of the American Journal of Hypertension, and he's former president of the American Society of Hypertension, has repeatedly cited his concern that a population-wide reduction campaign could have unintended consequences. Specifically, he says, they want to do an experiment on a whole population without Uh a good control. Uh Right? See that? See that? See, you hear what I just said, Lawrence? That's exactly right. I I hear exactly where you're going with that. Right, right, right. So, you know, again, so, and then you've got, then you've got other, uh, you know, I I mentioned this cardiologist from the Cleveland Clinic. Now, he was just quoted in an article um, in USA Today, 
all right, in USA Today last week when it came down. And here's what he said, because it's important that I, you know, quote this. He says, listen, this is Stephen Nissen. He's the chairman of cardiovascular medicine at the Cleveland Clinic, okay? This isn't urgent care, okay? Right. It's Respect the, the doctor. Okay? Not, not urgent care. He says, the science isn't certain. If you're in the general population, I can't support the widespread recommendation to reduce sodium intake without better science. And so that brings me to my next question. Where, what are the people supposed to do, Sherilyn? You got the government because here's, here's the problem though, Sherilyn, because you know, you know, when we're talking about our kids, you know, this administration has influence, uh, Right. You know, because of the money that they give to these public schools, you got to follow our policy when it comes to education right. and nutrition. If people can't uh, trust the government to provide the correct advice based on the science, what else are they right. telling us that's wrong? Right. And, you know, this is what I say. Um, you know, everyone literally has to take this information and apply it you know, and, and really just sift through it because, of course, the government has been, has been wrong many times, right? First of all, right. years ago they said margin was bad, stay away from butter. Now they say butter is better. First of all, they said trans fat is good. Now they ban trans fat. And with respect to sodium, it's been pretty inconsistent and very just, you know, confusing information. And what I always say is you listen to your physician, okay? Your physician is is handling your health. They've done the blood work for your body, for you. And if your physician says, hey, Sherilyn, I think you need to cut back on sodium, then it might be wise to do that. My doctor hasn't advised me that. And therefore, um, Lawrence, I'm not going to take what the administration says because the administration, they don't know me. Yeah, because your doctors, when they're testing you, they're going through your blood levels. They're they're checking. They have the actual information. And this seems to be a consistent thing with this administration that they believe, like you said, the one size fits all. Meanwhile, they haven't looked at any of our documents. They haven't looked at any of our records. The the gall of them. Right. They're making this 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 across the board decision in dispensing medical advice. Which now, leaves me right. to say that they're all frauds. They're frauds. Because right. and, I, <laughs> I mean and and here's the thing. Um, you know, the the problem is what people don't realize is that, you know, salt performs many different functions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, preser- it serves as a preservative in food. Um, as we know, um, electrolytes is necessary mm-hmm. for athletes, for children. You know, it's hot now. Mm-hmm. How are you going to recommend a across-the-board sodium con- con- reduction when these kids are out there playing football, playing soccer, why does everybody, you know, why is everybody drinking smart water? 
if sodium was so bad for us, why is the why are Smart Water and Gatorade always being sold off the shelves? Right? Exactly. I mean, exactly. Kids need it because you're you know when you perspire, you're losing salt and you need to replace it with the electrolytes. I mean, let's have a little bit of common sense here. And you know what? What you know what? The, what the danger is is when food producers and manufacturers then start reducing the amount of sodium in food. Number one, it's going to change the taste of food. Do people realize that? Your food's going to start to taste like cardboard, okay? And if <laughs> people, right, okay? And, and I, then, let me tell you something, Sherilyn. I love my food to be seasoned, okay? I don't right, want, no, <laughs> I'm from the South, okay? We don't play that right. here in Texas. Right. So what do you think people are going to do, Lauren, if they, if they feel that their food is tasting bland they're gonna throw. They're gonna throw it away, just like those lunches that Michelle Obama put exactly. in the schools. They're gonna throw it away, Sherilyn. Or, or what they're gonna do is they're gonna add in more of their own table salt, or consume more food to make up the sodium deficiency. And what do you think that does the obesity epidemic? You see what I Sher- mean here, Sherilyn? Right. You're so right, Sherilyn. We got to leave it here. We got a hard break here. Thank you so much for joining the program. Thank you, sir. I love being on with you. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks so much, sweetheart. You guys, you got to stay right here. We're going to get to your calls next. Lawrence Jones in for Jay Severin, The Blaze Radio. Jay Severin, The Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back. Welcome back to the program. Lawrence Jones in for Jay Severin right here on the Blaze Radio Network. We want to get to your calls, 888-900-3393. That's 888-900-3393. We got some calls for you. Um, Who do you have on the line? Uh, Marty. Marty, welcome to the program. Hi, Mr. Jones. It's an absolute honor to be able to speak with you. I'm a huge fan of yours. I appreciate it, sir. Thanks for joining the program. What you got for me? Well, I'm just, I'm at a loss. I really am. I, I'm trying to figure out between the two candidates that we have uh, supposedly for the the uh, presidency, uh, I'm trying to understand how out of 321 million people, these are the two best we could come up with. <laughs> and I'm also at a at a crossroads with trying to understand how, in one breath, the uh, resident of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue can come out and endorse uh, Mrs. Clinton at the same time knowing that she has the potential to be indicted uh, formally indicted on these charges, that it seems to me that there's there, it just doesn't pass the smell test. There's something wrong there, and it, it doesn't pass the smell test on both sides of the aisle because I also look at what's going on with Mr. Trump. 
And a caller to Jay's show a couple of days ago had a brilliant analysis of how all Donald Trump has to do, if he were playing golf right now, is just to come in at even par. And in other words, keep his mouth shut between now and November. But he can't help himself. He he sticks his foot in it every well, I, every time he opens his mouth. Well, I, t- I tell you this. I think you're just like many of us. Um, we just don't know what to do right now because they're both horrible candidates. Um, Absolutely. Wh- as, it, as it relates to the president, I believe that the president knows um, what the DOJ is pursuing. Uh, and so what what it tells me is that they will not issue an indictment. I think the president is very aware of the intelligence. I cannot see the attorney general not prepping her boss on what's getting ready to happen after, right before he endorses her. Um, and so I think this is just another form of corruption. I think that they will never be accountable. And I do think there are elements of Donald Trump and, you know, and I, I'm not a big supporter of him at all. But there are elements of Mr. Trump that does scare the hell out of Washington. Yeah, and, and, and what amazes me is um, how, you know, we, we kind of missed our opportunity as true air fingers, quote, conservatives to do the right thing in November by nominating a, a, a conservative candidate. Brother, I thank you for calling in. You're so right. We didn't miss a prime opportunity. All we can do is just pray. We got more a second hour when we come back. The Blaze Radio Network. Lawrence Jones in for Jay. The Jay Severin Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The FBI leaks begin. The center of Hillary's criminal probe is revealed. And we'll talk about how conservatism is in hip hop. And shareholders call out Target CEO over that damn bathroom policy. And Elizabeth Warren won't be Hillary Clinton's VP. We got some breaking news on how people are saying that Elizabeth Warren really isn't a fan of Hillary Clinton, and Hillary Clinton really doesn't like Elizabeth Warren. We got a jam-packed show today. It's Lawrence Jones in for Jay Severin, and it starts right now. Welcome to the program. Welcome to the program. I'm Lawrence Jones. And for Jay Severin, we want to get to your calls. Um, get, make sure you give us a call at 888-900-3393. That's 888-900-3393 on the Blaze Radio. Um, before I get into some of the topics that we're going to be discussing today, I'm at a crossroad um, because as this election begins to pick up um, religion is put out there. And uh, many of you viewers may not know, but I'm a PK. I was a preacher's kid. And so 
um, being the Christian I am today, I, I just cannot accept uh, some of the things that are happening here in America. I, I want to stand up and fight for it. Um, today I was talking with a friend off air, and I, I honestly didn't plan to put this in the rundown today. It just kind of happened. And the discussion was about religious freedom. We talked about, uh, many of you may know, the Hobby Lobby decision. We talked about uh, some of the things that happened to Chick-fil-A, some of the um, bakeries that were sued, and just what crossroad that we're at here in American politics. Because as we uh, pick up with this general election and as uh, all the parties select their nominees, the church will be playing a vital role um, in deciding uh, who will be the next president of the United States. And uh, businesses um, have a vested interest in that. And some of these businesses um, happen to be, uh, you know, Christian businesses, and they should not feel the shamed about that. And so as I'm talking to this friend um, and talking about religious freedom, he begins to tell me how a lot of these people should just do the right thing and um, just go along with the secular world. And there's a part of me that just can't let that happen. Um, And we've been seeing it all over the country. Many of you may remember the Memories Pizza story where a a pizza parlor uh, had a journalist come in there and ask them would they serve gays and would they uh, cater a gay wedding? Like who has pizza to their wedding? I mean, mean, if you want to have pizza to your wedding, that's totally fine. But who does that? Anyway, this journalist asked this pizza, pizza parlor, uh, in the small town, um, did they would they serve gays? And they said yes. And they said would they serve a gay wedding? And they said no. Anyway, uh, all hell broke loose, and people tried to set them on fire, uh, closed their bil- business down. We started a GoFundMe here at the Blaze, um, where I led the GoFundMe, and we almost raised a million dollars because patriots all across the country stood up and said enough is enough. But it started this conversation because this friend thought that uh, that Christians were the problem here in America when it comes to businesses, um, that the churches are the problem and that they should just perform uh, these gay weddings now that it's been passed. And it dawned on me uh, just having that conversation with him that this is going to be the center of this election. We will have uh, the church under attack. And the question I pose to you today is, who will stand and who would cave to public pressure and pressure of the government? And I think that's important because when you look at the businesses that stood, they were rewarded. And the people that decided that they were not going to stand paid a heavy price. And I'm not trying to get all spiritual with you, but there is a reason why 
Chick-fil-A can close on Sunday and not stress about it and make triple the revenue of some of the other places is because they stood in the midst of adversity. And I'm asking you as patriots, when you go to church and you're discussing what candidate is the most godly or who represents your value, because we're not electing a preacher in chief, but we're electing a commander in chief uh, to apply the Constitution and that will protect religious liberty. And when you have those conversations and then you get a knock on the door or a lawsuit, will you stand? Because I got to tell you that the government, and I've been telling churches for a while, you need to drop the 501c3s. It's because the 501c3s today are giving the government and the IRS more and more authority to shut you down when they don't agree with you. Mark my word, there are churches. There are churches that were not able to uh, marry people at all because the government told them, hey, if you're not going to marry same-sex couples, then we're going to take your 501c3 away. How is that okay? And the question that I have for you today is, will you stand? Who's going to go to jail because of what they believe in? There's a reason why Target numbers are going down, and we're going to discuss that later in the program. There are more people with us than against us. The problem is, that the church, as well as the people that agree with us, many of them members of Congress, don't have a backbone. And so they pay, they pay a price for it. They pay a price for it. And they suffer for it. And I'm asking you as patriots, who's going to stand? I will continue to ask this question as this election progresses. Who will stand up against the government, against a oppressive IRS and DOJ? Or does the nonprofit status mean that much to you? The church, private businesses that operate as believers should be able to exercise their right without an oppressive government. If you don't like the insurance package that we provide, then go find another job. I'm sorry, that's what we offer. I'm not going to offer contraception that goes against my religious values. I'm sorry. My business will have a certain image. And if people don't, can't get with that program, if they can't abide by my dress code and my value system, then they can work someone else. And it's because of this government 
and these liberal universities that children today think that they are entitled to get what they want. And it's unacceptable. So I ask you again, when they do come after you, because they will come after you. And it's not just the left, it is the right. Will you stand or will you go with the program? Will you take the hard route or will you take the easy route? Because if you're so naive that it won't happen, then I am scared for you. I am scared for you. This friend of mine, as I'm talking to them, made it very very clear to me that if churches can't do what we want, essentially, if they can't get along with how America has changed, then they should be stripped of their money. It's a shame. And we're going to get more into that when we come back. Lawrence Jones in for Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio Network. This is Jay Severin, Severin. on the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, welcome back to the program. Lawrence Jones in for Jay Severin, right here on the Blaze Radio Network. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. We want to get to your calls today. Um, make sure you give us a call at 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. We were just talking about Hillary Clinton and how big of a fraud she is um, and how she impacts. And then we went on to the religious freedom and how it is an epidemic for this country and how it is under attack. But we have an opportunity. We have an opportunity to bring a new message to a different community. And we can do that through hip hop. And I'm sure many conservatives are like, okay, not the hip hop thing. But there is a message of capitalism in hip-hop if you just listen and sometimes pick up the words. And joining me now is my friend and big sister in the movement, Sonny Johnson. Sonny, thanks for joining the program. What's up, little brother? Thanks for having me. Okay, so um, many of our audience don't know about our relationship um, you're my big sister in the movement, and we love on each other, talk on it, cry together, uh, encourage encourage one another, pray together, and we tell people the, we tell each other the truth. And one of our conversations that we constantly have is about hip hop and conservatism. And so I want you to break down to our audience um, how they can use con- hip hop as a means to connect with people 
All right. Well, first and foremost, whenever any on any subject, conservative subject, people hear me speak and they are inspired. They say I'm one of the most creative minds in the conservative movement today. But then the minute I start talking about hip-hop, it's like I instantly lose my mind and I lose all credibility because they can't see how I could be a staunch, you know, right-wing nut job and at the same time be a, a lover of hip-hop. A so, nut job? <laughs> okay. Well, that's what we That's what, we that's are. what they I'm call us. To, right. right. I'm, not, right. I'm not one to run from the label. I'll be that. But, like, today a story came out where the FCC um, – came out with a recommendation to ask mainstream radio to play more positive hip-hop, soul, and R&B music. Now, conservatives will hear that and they will say, yes, we agree, it should happen. But what you're missing is that all of the stations are progressive stations. They pick the music that is sex, drugs, violence, that is the music that they pick to filter into our communities. The majority of us who love hip-hop, that is not the hip-hop that we listen to. That is not the message that we get. Me right. getting to this point in conservatism, I have gotten there more from Jay-Z than I've gotten there from Levin or Beck or Hannity. You can throw any of them names out. I got more of my conservative principles from Jay-Z, and there's a lot more in the black community that would feel that way if we could connect the principles. So so tell me about that, Sonny. So I, I know it because I listen to hip-hop, and I've, I even listen to it more now that I um, have you as a big now sister. Now that I jumped on you. Yeah. Oh, my God. Sometimes she will just not get off my back, but I guess that's what <laughs> big sisters are for. So tell us, you know, as, as far as hip-hop, what is it? That how, how do you how how do you find that message in hip hop? Um, it, because well, I, I often it, you often tell me that don't judge it by what you hear about, but judge it by the lyrics that you read. Yeah, and I'll take a perfect example of Beyonce and Formation. Well, you know I'm um, Team Bay. Well, I'm not. I'm like, I, I, her music is okay, and I, I love her star status, but I'm not a super fan. I just I think like she's beautiful. More, That's what it is. I like more I like more lyrical content. So I like people with something deeper in their message, and you know, but to each his own. But if you listen to Formation, the mm. whole object of the song is that the best revenge is your paper, which is a message of prosperity. What is your paper? Is what is your paper? Your money, your money. bank account. Okay. She is talking about making Black Bill Gates, not more poverty princesses or jail bait young men, but actually people with wealth as their intention. That should be a message that we as conservatives, we as capitalists can get behind. But, but she uses symbolism, though, son. Symbolism. She, we yeah, got she, caught on the symbolism, yet we are the same people that fought for the Confederate flag to stay in places regardless of the symbolism. So on one side, when it suits us, symbolism is okay. And when it doesn't suit us, then it's not okay. So with the Confederate flag, we're told to go and do our research, go and see what it actually means. Well, I'll give that same advice for hip-hop, that same advice for Beyonce formation. Go See what she actually said. Go see what she 
see what she actually meant instead of just grasping onto the symbolism and not catching the message when it is a message that you should be using to get people to see your side of the equation. Sonny, you're being too consistent for me. Let's not be consistent, okay? No, that is that is <laughs> where our disconnect happens. And I'm not asking people to like it. What I'm saying is that there are conservatives like me. That is my culture. That is everything that I have been born into and brought into, the movies, the comedy, the music, all of it into one label of hip-hop. That is who I am. And I can no more take that out of me than I can take conservatism out of me. And that's why I want to make it a comfortable place for people like me who want success, who want financial independence, but we still want to put braids in our hair. You know, we we still are right, right. black. Or, or put your part like me. That. Put your part in your head. You know, I, I'm yes, not leaving wanna, my part out of my head. You want to throw a little swag on it because that's who we are. But that does not conflict with conservatism. Sonny, we got about about a minute left. If you could tell our audience one thing, the people that don't understand it, what would what would be your advice for them so they don't uh, just speak down on it? It's think of it in terms of freedom. I am always the one to say, if you cannot sell freedom, then you suck. And Duncan Hunter came on today and he said something, and I think that everybody should listen to it. It doesn't matter what music you listen to. It doesn't matter what food you like. It doesn't matter what our differences is. The one thing that we should come together on is liberty and that freedom matters and that it is worth fighting for. So if you are not fighting with someone because they listen to a different music than you or a different culture than you, then you can't call what the left does stereotyping. Well, I love you, sister. We got to leave it right here. I thank you so much for coming on the program. Jay Severin. Excelsior. The Blaze Radio Network. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, welcome back to the Blaze Radio. Lawrence Jones in for Jay Severin right here on the Blaze Radio. Um, We got some calls. Um, We got Joshua on the line. Uh, Yes, sir. Is this uh, Lawrence Jones in for Jay Severin? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thanks for tuning in. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, so uh, I know I kind of wasn't listening to the, the young lady's statement you were taking a moment ago, um, but I, I kind of wanted to touch mainly on, I guess it was the 501c3. I'm not certain. I didn't uh, read the actual details of that um, document. However, um, I was curious about that, and I just wanted to make a quick point. Um, I always think it's funny how, like, the federal government wants to go and say, like, a, a, a nonprofit-type place like a church um, and, and try to get into their pocketbooks and take their money and manipulate laws to their ends through that, those avenues, um, when, you know, it's, it's certainly deemed okay for politicians to accept money from private interest groups um, and um, all sorts of other sources, um, basically making the, their decisions uh, more into their own um, 
end outcome being better, you know, not necessarily in the best interest of the American uh, public, which is disturbing to me. And that's how it's been for a long time, it seems. I'll, I'll let you go ahead. Um, uh, DJSDADD uh, is I'm a local musician and uh, feel free to look me up. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your time. Thanks. Thanks for calling, Joshua. Joshua, you, you couldn't be uh, more correct, but it goes back to the powerful uh, benefiting themselves while uh, the young and uh, the poor and the defenseless uh, get squashed. And so the government and those that are government officials constantly benefit themselves and their friends, uh, but they could care less about us. Thanks for, for your call. Who we got next? We got Jason. Thanks for joining the program. Hey, man. I was just curious. Uh, what state do you live in? Dallas, Texas. Great. Is there any chance that Dallas or, or let's say, the state of Texas would ever not go Republican this, this uh, season? Uh, no. Highly, highly unlikely, right? Highly unlikely. Yeah. So to all of the people out there that are always worried about wasting their vote, you know, in these non-battleground states, I would probably encourage people to take the I side with test because it's turning out that the libertarian actually is the only person that's for limited constitutionally restrained government in this race. And if you want to stay pure uh, with your ideology and not rely on the government and you know want to have a bigger – I mean because if you're, anybody thinks Trump's going to make the government smaller, they got another thing coming. First thing Thanks. is uh, – so at least be consistent with uh, what we're offering to people. I mean, that's have, you, a, that's, have you even thought about that? Well, I've thought about it myself. I actually have uh, checked out the libertarian candidates um, from Austin Pierce and all the way to uh, Gary Johnson. Uh, I yeah. couldn't get a, uh, get with some of what Gary stands for. Um, I'm, I'm yeah. pro-life. But what percentage um, did you match up with him versus Trump or Clinton? Um, I didn't take. I, I I have not taken that uh, that test, but a lot of friends have sent it to me, so I'll make sure I give yeah. it a shot. Thanks so much for your call. Who do we got next? That's it. Well, if you're just now joining, uh, we just talk, finished talking about um, conservatism in the hip hop and how it can um, bring new people uh, into the movement. Right now in studio, um, I have my co-host of Common Ground Podcast that's on the Blaze Radio, Mateen Aini. Mateen, thanks for joining me. What's up, what's up? What's going on, man? Uh, many of you that don't know, me and Mateen, Mateen and I, got these English nerds that, <laughs> that, that, that try to correct me. Um, yeah, your grammar's off. I know, I'm, I'm so Texan. Um, Mateen and I have a podcast on the Blaze Radio um, called Common Ground, and uh, Mateen uh, is a social um, uh, liberal conservatarian, whereas I am uh, uh, more conservatarian. And so uh, we b- agree on fiscal issues, but sometimes we disagree on social issues. And we debate those issues and have a thoughtful dialogue and try to come to some type of common ground every single podcast. So you can check that out on the Blaze Radio uh, podcast and every Monday we release a new one. But Mateen is in here in studio to talk about this latest story with Target and the shareholders call out Target CEO over this bathroom policy. Uh, Mateen, didn't I tell you this was going to be bad for business? Didn't I tell you this, brother? You did. You know, I, I told you, you that it's, it's just not a smart idea for business. It's just not. So, as somebody who's some a businessman. Uh, a business mobile, if I could brag on you for for a second, do you think this is going to influence the decision? 
I mean, it's got to, right? Uh, this last shareholder meeting, from what I've read, is it was a nightmare from beginning to end. Target stock is down a 68-something, I think. Um, prior to the announcement of the bathroom, um, it was 80-something, maybe 84 um, uh, 83. This is what happens when you try to please 0.2% of the population. Right. It just doesn't go so well. Right. Well, look, um, they took a stance and it's, it's, it's part of their identity, right? Um, what, what, why is that part of their identity? Though? No, they're, they're, they've always been very, um, socially aware more so than most companies and even individuals in the United States tend to even care about, Right. We've talked about this at length. That's why they should just stick with business then. Unless if they, if, they, if they want to be more socially provocative, then start a super PAC or something like that. The, th- the thing that I've always said is where, where were these people going to the bathroom beforehand? And they're going to use those same bathrooms anyway. Yeah, but it's not and them. It's the perverts. I know. And I know. the pedophiles that take advantage of the law that are now protected by the law because you can't question them. Those are the people that I'm worried about. Those are the those are the people, people those are the people that the million or so signatures. I'm not concerned about the, the Caitlyn Journal's in. Well. I'm not concerned about I'm I am concerned about Caitlyn Journal because he still has his man parts. But like the a Laverne Cox who doesn't have her a uh, man parts. Um but 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 the real issue are those people that are cuz you can't question them based on where they're transitional. The grown man that sit there um, and can say, oh, I'm just identifying as a woman today, and watches young people in the bathroom. That's a problem, and it's affecting their business. Wouldn't you say the people have spoken, and it's hurting their business? Yeah, look, they have a the executive team at Target has a fiduciary duty. They need to do something different. You know, if they felt one way, they didn't have to make an announcement, right? Like, yeah. We want all people to feel like they belong in our stores. You didn't have to, you don't have to go as far as they did. Their stock dropped twelve bucks. They're gonna have to do something about it. I think it'll be interesting to see what they're gonna do. Do you think this is a liberal or conservative issue? Because when the Chick Fil A thing happened or the Hobby Lobby thing, and it was they called themselves Christian businesses, the Christians stood with them and their sales tripled. So why isn't the same thing happening for Target? Is it because it's not a liberal or conservative thing? It's a safety issue. It's a safety issue, and 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 for I for those who don't know because they haven't listened um, to to us in the past or me uh, on your podcast on um, our podcast on our, po- our podcast. Um, oh, that's my podcast. You know, I I used to be a buyer for Target and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most of the senior staff and execs at Target were conservative and uh, voted and donated to the Republican Party. And, you know, but even then, they were always forward thinking with regards to social impact issues. Um, they were always forward thinking with regards to how they advertised. This is a new regime, right? Um, well, it's right? not working. No, this backfired. This backfired. Um, but they've done a lot of things for the LGB or LG of the LGBT community, right? You better LGBT get it right. Those community, that, right? your folks. You better get it right. They're going to they, come but after But they've you. done a lot for, for, for gay rights. And look, as a libertarian, you know, um, I, my neighbor can do what they want. 
Right, um, I, and I agree and, with and, that. And so for me, the ethos of what they were trying to do, um, I get where it's coming from, being that I had spent, I've spent time at that headquarters, right? I've spent time with management and how they feel. Um, but it, it, from a marketing perspective, from a PR perspective, uh, they're in crisis management now. They're going to try to figure out how to turn this thing around do you before think, it's too late. Do you think they're going to reverse the decisions? That was my question. Do you think it's they, they, they got to call it off? I mean, they couldn't do any more damage to themselves. And it sounds like none of the senior staff had a response for, you know, what are you going to do if a man undresses in front of a young girl? Right. So it's a safety concern here. No one is saying that. You know, we don't want people to feel like they belong, right? Mm-hmm. This is not against the transgender community. This is a safety issue. And because it's a safety issue, until they address it, um, like I said, I think they're going to continue to see their stock fall. And also, by addressing it, uh, it's like a dog coming back to you with, with his tail in between his legs, right? Do you see businesses that are thinking about doing something like this getting their hand off the trigger now do you heck yeah this was a lesson huh yeah oh yeah oh uh you know uh, unisex bathrooms necessary yeah let's do it or you know whatever else is the cultural (laughs) phenomenon of next week i think people are going to be less apt to want to join in on any on any side and just look it's business as usual I called this, people. I want you to know that me and Mateen had a podcast about uh, about three or four weeks ago, and I called this because it's just simple. You can't try to please. You can't please both the Americans at large and then try to please 0.2% of the population. That's just math. We got more uh, Blaze Radio right here on the Jay Severin Radio Show when we come back. Jay Severin. On the Blaze Radio Network. The Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Jay Severin Show. Lawrence Jones in for Jay. I'm still joined by my friend and co-host of Common Ground, Mateen Aini. Um, Today is a sad day. Um, Muhammad Ali has been put to rest. And if you're interested in sports, you know how great of an athlete Muhammad, Muhammad Ali was. Um, and I'm sad because... We're talking about a man that struggled, who was a hard worker, who was a little extreme during his youth, but grew up. And I just want to play this sot of Muhammad Ali in, in, in typical Muhammad Ali uh, fashion. Play that sot. No, not working a small bag. Uh, you're doing a lot of, lot of shadow boxing, a lot of moving around. Is this uh, the running you're going to be doing? No, I don't run. I dance. Sugar Ray never did run. He danced. Dance. I told, I told you I float like a butterfly. I don't run. It's a different in dancing. I can knock a man up back enough. Cassius, I heard you say a few minutes ago that you're really in good shape. Let me let me see you. Go up. Let me see I'm you. ready. See? That's pretty good. Now, you, you say you're in the best shape you've ever been? You Muscle think? so hard it'll break Superman's hand. Oh! 
<laughs> Float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. I'm Muhammad Ali. I never forget him. A team. What What are your thoughts on Muhammad Ali? I mean, he, the man is inspirational. You know, I think of. I don't know. Maybe you were not even born. Not even born. But the Olympics, mm-hmm. um, when I forget the swimmer's name, she had the last leg and mm-hmm. she passed sort of the flame over to Muhammad Ali. And I'm, I'm young, right? Like I don't know if it was Dream Team Two I was excited about, but I had like a Penny Hardaway jersey on, <laughs> and uh, and seeing him and like kind of being nervous for him, like he's going to be able to to light it mm-hmm. and it all happened and it was orchestrated unbelievably old then. I mean well and Parkinson's, well, Parkinson's had, had, yeah. had set in right um, and that was 96 mm-hmm. you know, 94 whatever I was four um, no, I was two long you know long time ago and and but it's those kind of images that I have in my head I have the image of him over whomever he had probably just knocked out and just kind of like swinging through typical Muhammad Ali right um, but you know, float like a butterfly, sting like a bee. You know, he said a lot of things that I think a lot of us, you know, either either going to continue to be inspired by and not forget. I think one of the things that he said, and I don't know if this is verbatim, but something along the lines of um, a man who views the world at fifty uh, the same as he did at twenty um, lost thirty years of his life, right? Yeah. Like. That whole Carpe Diem thing was Muhammad Ali. And sure, he had his moments, yeah. right? A lot of people want to judge him based on, on those moments. On those moments. Um, and I, I think he evolved as he grew. Um, I just don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy on talk radio to say, oh, this quote right here, or go to this quote right there, because he was a horrible person. I think as he grew, um, his, he changed. Well, and all of us are horrible people if words are taken in, in short sound bites. Right. Um, man, you know, I'm probably one of the worst people in the world if, if that's the case. But I think that, that you know. That's true, too. It, yeah, right. <laughs> but in his case, um, you know, and he knew he was passing away. And what they had planned today, I haven't seen. It's an interfaith ceremony. Yeah. Priests, pastors, rabbis, mullahs, like. It's a beautiful it's thing. It's a powerful moment. It's a beautiful thing. Well, if you're watching TV, you'll get the catch of the Muhammad Ali funeral. We thank you so much for tuning in to the program. Lawrence Jones in for Jay Severin, the Blaze Radio. Thank you for tuning in. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network.